This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hello, Wild Souls, and welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. This is our monthly medicine episode for the month of August. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack, and I am just so overjoyed to be connected with all of you in this virtual kind of liminal space. I'm so grateful. Um, yeah, Whew. we are in it, baby. <laughs> we are in it. We continue to be in it, in it. God, the energy right now is whew. so the word, the phrase, the, um, connective tissue, I'm being told, for the month of August, for all of us to kind of lean into, marinate in, is reckoning. So this is a month that is rooted in some of the most powerful soul work. Um, And I feel like maybe some of the most powerful, like the most powerful set of cards I've ever pulled for any monthly medicine episode. Um, and it's perfect. It's a perfect fit with what this month is asking of us, requiring of us. This is the work of these times. Um, August is rooted in the invitation of taking account. It's rooted, it calls us and is going to call us into review, reflection, clearing things up and making big changes big changes. Um, not from guilt, not from fear, not from shoulds, but a true inventory. And we're all going to be invited to do this, but August, so much in our lives and society over culturally, there's just, and it's understandable, right? A massive premium, a massive amount of attention and expectation placed on external first, then internal process. And there are times, of course, where that's necessary, required, but not for this, not for this. And as much as we might feel personally pressured or pulled from ourselves. I mean, I, I inflict that pressure on myself all the time, um, to get it together externally, to figure it all out, to have proof to whatever. We can't skip this step. Lasting external change and evolution is not ultimately possible without internal work, review, reckoning, acknowledgement, that journey, that um, pilgrimage, without that first. And we are all in that. And appropriately teetering back and forth between the absolutely crucial demands um, of immediacy and external change that must begin to happen now. And the necessity of us being able to not uh, luxuriously, but crucially pay attention to our own internal process. Otherwise, those external changes aren't going to be lasting. Now, the, the good news is that we don't need to like take 
five months off and do this internal work. It's possible kind of nine of wands style to dive in, come out, dive in, come out. But there may be times where we may be rushing things. Um, And ultimately this month is kind of the antidote to that rushing. It's really going to require us to drop in, to really, really start with ourselves because we can't skip that step. Why? Because it's the step we've skipped for generations. Really, like the reason that we're in what we're in, um, it may seem like everybody's just been thinking about themselves. Everyone's been thinking about their survival. Everyone's been thinking from their ego. Everyone's been operating out of preservation. Nobody has truly been dropped into themselves. Not me, not you. I feel very confident saying that. Um, That's why this time is so intense because everything, all of our habits and patterns and refuges and, and escapes are gone. We're trying to start them up, many of us. They're gone. They're, they've burned away. They literally don't exist anymore. Um, there's no escape. And that's a great place to be because we're used to thinking, well, I have to really go in, really do this internal work, and then maybe I'll be ready. I'm talking about like dropping in, going deeper than we've ever gone to the bone of like, whoa. This is a huge cluster here of, um, you know, addictive patterning, a huge cluster of attachment wounding, a huge cluster of like worship patterns where I'm making someone else into this like deity figure and following everything they do. Holy shit. Like that's what I've been telling other people not to do and I'm doing it. So time is getting very fast right now. The, the idea of us being able to kind of do this and immediately translate it into our external actions, into really um, aligning ourselves with, with the external is getting a lot faster because we're able to go so much deeper because there really is no escape from what needs to be paid attention to. So this is the reckoning. August is really a huge month of activation, but it's flipping a switch inside so that when we walk, when we talk, when we communicate, when we put out an invitation, it's coming from a rooted place. Nobody is rooted right now. That's appropriate, right? So naming that is the first step. That's great to know. Yeah, totally not rooted. (laughs) It's a highly traumatic time. So of course, nobody you know, that that's ultimately this root. If you even go back to my offering, the threshold that was recorded in like early December of 2019, um, we focused in that offering on the emperor, which is all about, um, you know, where are we rooted and how do we rise from that root and the fours that all have to do with four crucial root systems that allow us to have a, um, sense of homing so that when we come out into the world, when we make these changes, step up, step out, we're doing so from a place of, of, again, real, uh, um, we have ground underneath us, right? Nobody's doing anything wrong. 
This isn't an invitation to look out at your neighbor or to look out at someone else and go, oh, what they're saying doesn't matter. It's They're not rooted. Not at all. People are, are communicating profoundly and have been doing so for, for decades with no root under them. We've been capable of doing things with no root under us. Um, it's not about things not being, um, like everything is worthy, even if there's not necessarily a a strong root system under it. But the point of this month is to show us how much further we could go, how much further our message could reach, how much transformation we could be capable of, evolution, accountability, if we were rooted in our truth. And it requires a reckoning. It requires this kind of inner activation. Um, and the rhythm of internal work that then gets redirected externally. And again, you know, I was saying this before, I cannot overemphasize how important it is this month not to attempt to do your external work before your internal work. We are feeling Mars retrograde right now. Um, as of the recording of this, Mars has entered its shadow and we're all experiencing, as a result of that, a temptation to make all of these external moves. There's a lot of pressure for many of us feeling like we should be doing something. Um, now, obviously, we're living in a time where, especially, like, really for all of us, there's there's stuff to do. <laughs> like, there are things to do. I'm not suggesting that there's a, again, like a luxurious sense of like, oh, I can't take responsibility for this. I can't step out in this uncomfortable space. I have to do my internal work. It's larger pieces collectively. We're talking about collective. Personally, we may be called to do this. I mean, I know for myself with the work that I've been doing and the kind of um, uh, process I've been in for July, because it's been a major month for that in many ways. Um, it's like, diving under the pool, collecting a shell, coming back out, putting it on the beach, diving in, collecting a shell. It's not like this huge swath of time. We're just learning not to spend all the time on the shore and learning how to feel into this rhythm of really going down and in and reflecting. And in some cases, yeah, it's not going to be a rushed process. It won't necessarily be as fast as we want it to be, but that's the point is that if we actually want change, evolution, revolution to be lasting across the board, it requires us to drop into the processes within ourselves. And unless we're willing to acknowledge them, we'll just continue to perpetuate old patterning. And this is across the board. Again, like this is the, the continuation of our planet, the continuation of the human race, uh, like with climate change, this is racism. This is across the board, everything, period. Um, so with that Mars retrograde, we may be really tempted to feel like we need to kind of do all the things immediately. So when we get a yes to something, um, it's important to also understand that I, I mean this quite seriously. Things are changing minute by minute right now. I am not in any way kidding you when I say I have had five full course downloads come in, dates, titles, details, they're gone because humanity keeps changing. This isn't a problem. 
things are, are, they're going, they're coming, they're going, they're coming. That's why internal work is so important right now because the external keeps changing based on the amount of huge internal transformation that's happening. Like it's so rapid scale. That's why it's really powerful to begin to input that rhythm and to not be afraid of it, you know? So allowing yourself also to connect with your heart that rush, that, that hurry, that expectation, that, in, you know, that feeling like, oh, someone's entitled to my immediate external, uh, answer or change or, or response. Um, not even response like an email, but response like, um, whatever, like any, any example we'll do just fine with that. You know, we always feel like this pressure, um, even, uh, you know, something like not doing a podcast for a month, like, you know, I work through those feelings all the time. Like, oh, people expect it. And ultimately I'm not being, A, I don't necessarily know if that's true. And B, um, I'm not doing you any favors by meeting you in an expectation that you have if I get a no. So that's the, that's the deal, right? That's the deal. It's the work. With that willingness to uncouple from really that's rooted in white supremacy and capitalism, that sense of rushing, needing to be performative. It allows us to actually connect more with our heart and our feelings, which is part of the reckoning, part of the acknowledgement of the wounding, the trauma, the fear we've been holding that many of us, it's not like we're tossing it away, but we don't need to make decisions from that place anymore, right? And if we feel like we have to, that's part of the, part of the honoring process, right? So making space for our grief, for our process. I I keep hearing from my guys, I literally cannot overemphasize the importance of that, especially with where we're going this month, the kind of energy that's going to come up, the intensity, the pressure, the invitations. We cannot skip the internal process step or any work that's done will ultimately collapse in on itself. It won't be lasting. So trusting that knowing that comes with the process, we cannot, cannot rush it and pay attention, right? This is always a reflect, by the way, everything I'm saying is just an invitation. You don't have to take it or, you know, you're welcome to <laughs> release it. If it doesn't align with you always. Um, but what comes up for you when you hear that? Well, I can't, I can't do that. It's selfish. I promise you that if you're feeling that now you were feeling that a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, it's a much deeper wound than just right now. It's getting kicked up right now because the planet is demanding that we make lasting changes for the good of all people, for the good of marginalized folks, for um, BIPOC, for our environment, for ourselves, for our children. And if we can't honestly reflect in on ourselves, it's just not going to last. So it's really, it's really important thing. In August, we move, we transition, right? We, We travel through Leo and Virgo, we, uh, in that way are traveling from the sun to the hermit. So the sun is, is so many things and also 
um, not so many things. It's a funny way to put it, but um, it's so deceptively simple. And it's just so much more than what I think most of us believe it to be. It's certainly not a card of joy, which I think is a lazy way of describing this card with all due respect. I think it's fine if you feel like it's um, from a teacher's perspective. I think it's a little lazy um, because no tarot card can ultimately rest on a feeling state because we're omitting those who may pull the sun card and feel completely miserable and they're just as valid. You shouldn't feel any way other than you do. So that's one thing. Um, the second piece with Leo energy and the sun card is also rooted in this incredibly important piece about seeing. Leos are about being seen. They're about shining their light. They show us what it is to be available to be seen. They show us what it is to see. I know so many Leos who are just the most brilliant photographers, brilliant artists. They see, they have visions. They become activated by being seen, by being seen with a loving gaze, by seeing others with a loving gaze. It's amazing to be in the gaze of a Leo person, you know, so that that gets extended to us. Where are we uncomfortable with being seen? That extends to where are we uncomfortable with showing up imperfectly? Where are we uncomfortable showing up, you know, because we're afraid? You know, what does that say about our spaces? Do we want to create our own spaces? Do we want to ask to be seen more? There's so much power in sun work, you know, because for some people it's really, it's a reckoning of I'm afraid to be seen for all of these reasons. I'm afraid to be objectified. I'm afraid to be hurt. I'm afraid to be misunderstood. Um, you know, and for some of us, we are so good at seeing others, but we have a really hard time accepting the way other people see us. And for some of us, it's the opposite where it's very hard for us to see others, but we kind of have this feeling of like, I need to be seen. I need, I need. So this is a rebirth around shining our own light and being willing to have the light of others shine on us. And that's that real, strong, beautiful piece of why Leo season, even though, um, you know, it's been very powerful to reflect on the medicine of the tarot cards through the wheel of the year in this pandemic. Obviously, not everybody has the means, the ability, the privilege to be um, sheltering in place at home or to be in quarantine. Many of us, um, many folks are have to, or are choosing to go out, hopefully always with a mask on. Um, but this piece about, um, we're learning new things about the cards because we're not as socially, um, prismed in a way. So we're doing a lot more self-reflection with these cards. And I think there's always been this sense with Leo that like, oh yeah, it's a summertime. It's like going out, being dramatic, being fun. But what we experience here on the Northern Hemisphere, we have to consider in the Southern Hemisphere, they're going through the exact opposite. So for the for the folks in the Southern Hemisphere, this is their cold time. What is it like to be 
in Leo season when we're not, the sun isn't shining. It's not warm out. You know, it will bring us into a place of like, where's that inner warmth? Where's that inner light? Um, where do we deny, block, um, have resistance to other people shining their light on us or other people shining, period? So there's, it's deep stuff. I really believe Leo is a profoundly internally directed energy, believe it or not, even though I know everyone would disagree with me. Um, of course, like, you know, we need only to look at like all the famous Leos to see like how incredible it is, you know, when they, when they turn their light on us or when they, um, shine and show up in, in the artistic space. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an obvious given, but I would make the argument that that's only possible if the internal work is really rooted. And then we do all that work and move into hermit, which is a, a space and an energy that says, can you pause and can you really reconnect with your relationship to divine timing, your relationship to why you do the things you do, really that, that no escape experience going a little slower. It's a really powerful transition to make. And I think when we do this beautiful sun work, this rebirth, our willingness to be seen as we are, not as we wish to be, not as we think we should be, as we are today. If we are willing to show up with that, it can help us to journey deeper in the hermit. So that's the power. That's what's possible this month. You know, our card for the month ahead, we have two this month, is King of Pentacles and the Hierophant. So the Hierophant is a card that has been really misunderstood, I think misinterpreted, and that misinterpretation has really just kind of traveled down through um, generations. Um, and really the, the crux of this card has been reflected to us as a teacher, an authority figure, somebody who's a wise person and knower. Um, and I, uh, you know, this is a, this is a community autonomous based space. So I'm sharing with you my experience with the Hermit and my thoughts on it. Um, but it's also not, um, you know, it's perhaps presumptuous to say that it's a misunderstanding, but I also believe that when we're basing any tarot card on an external feature, we've kind of lost the way a bit. Um, they can't ultimately be based too much in like, you know, other people. They can and they can't, right? Um, hierophant work is really, really, really intense. It is really intense. It's a sacred birthright. I think, you know, ultimately it's necessary when the hierophant calls on us, we go. Um, hierophant work is a journey of deeply questioning what we were taught what we believe and why we continue to believe it when we have not investigated it. Who or what do you worship? Really reflect on that. What do you worship? What do you devote your time and energy to? Is it something that you really believe in or were you told to believe it? Do you think you should believe it? Have you brought 
any kind of reflection or critical thought to it. What and why do you believe what you do? Beliefs feel so true that we often don't even believe that we can question them. They're not the truth necessarily, right? A lot of our inherited beliefs, a lot of our stories, not in any way true for us, but feel so true because we were immersed in them, marinated in them. So I ask again, what and why do you believe in what you do? What kind of leader do you desire to be? We are all leaders, whether you are showing up in your house of one, whether you are showing up for your community, whether you are showing up for your house, whether you are showing up for uh, the members of your family, for your audience of thousands, you are a leader. So what kind of leader do you desire to be? How do you want to lead your people? And how can you be a leader without necessarily subscribing to the hierarchy of being on top, higher, further than anyone else in your home, anyone else in your space or in your community. So these two cards, King of Pentacles and the Hierophant, are working together. And we are, my guides literally showed me like hands plunging into ancient dirt, like burial dirt, ancestral dirt. We are being invited to look to unpack more intensely, more closely, more unflinchingly than maybe we ever have um, the root systems of our beliefs, of our power, who we give it to, how we take power, and how we can free ourselves of this, how we can step into higher autonomy, deeper trust in self. The Hierophant historically, a Hierophant is somebody who is said to be able to interpret the most sacred texts, lost languages, um, channelers, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that, right? Being the only person in the room who can quote, understand something. Human beings are not perfect. It doesn't matter how well-intentioned, how, um, you know, Uh, We all have the capacity to cause harm. We have the capacity to be wrong. Intuition is a completely unexact science, utterly. Um, And we can only, you know, we can have a sense of feeling an invitation, but we as the receiver, this card is so much about um, someone who offers, someone who receives. And for a very long time, because the Unfortunately, like a lot of modern day tarot is really quite rooted in um, patriarchal structures and capitalism and so forth. Um, there's been a, a real attachment to this story of like, well, Hierophant is a, is a teacher who we look to. Um, and that's not true. Not everybody has someone that they look to, although I do believe we all have places that we devote our worshipful gaze at. And it can be really valuable to look at why and our process with all that very often we can you know have this feeling of like oh my god i've made this person my everything 
and now they're dead to me. And that too is, is the pendulum swinging the other way. Of course, it's perfectly okay to clear someone out of our lives if they've been harmful or, but it's, it's in the middle. It's in the middle. It's an honoring of the real discomfort, the grossies, the hard stuff that comes up around, I gave this person my power if we went that far with it, right? I gave my power over to this belief system. I never questioned it. God damn, I've been there. I think we all have. This isn't a, a um, this isn't a, uh, a, uh, so many people end up in situations where they're, they're really taken in, they're manipulated. This isn't a, a victim blame. This is for anybody, for anybody, victim or otherwise, um, somebody who just sort of are, are they're waking up to something that they're like, holy shit, this is all of us. That's, that's the wound that deserves to be tended to. So the, the more integral, I believe, evolutionary experience of Hierophant, you are the Hierophant. So am I. We all have a sense of balancing these two big, wild, wily channels. The brain that is very often not in alignment with the truth with a capital T. We get thoughts all the time that have nothing to do with anything that we want to do, that we intend to do, that even belong to us. Thoughts are not necessarily true. That's fine. We don't need to um, ever um, show the brain or, or a part of ourselves an unkindness, but it's your ego. It's not you. It's of your experience, but it isn't who you are. Thoughts are not necessarily true. And then we have our channel that is completely spiralic, rooted to the truth, but the truth is life is constantly changing. And so you may be thinking, well, what the hell do I hold on to? And that's the point. We're not holding on to anything anymore. We're in the void. We only know what we know. We know it. Being flexible, not attaching to being perfect, not make, trying to make other people perfect, not trying to give away all of our discomfort with the void, with the unknown by saying, oh my God, this person has it figured out. Let me like just get rid of all my shit and put it on them. It's never going to work. The Hierophant is about personal autonomy, integrity, willingness to trust our inner knowing while with humility, acknowledging that we have human filters and we make mistakes. We only know what we know when we know it, right? It's a big thing. And as it relates to belief systems, beliefs, again, feel so true. And Anytime we have a tendency to, to say, I'm so uncomfortable stepping up and trusting myself. This person looks like they got it all figured out. This community seems like they're where I want to be. So I'll just put everything into them. You know, we've all been there, right? And that it's very painful to reclaim that, um, when inevitably that community or that person lets us down because nobody can ever be anything to anyone. And sometimes we have the highest possible um, desires for that community or that person. And they, you know, again, it doesn't match. Um, so we're clearing up this piece and, and taking back some of what we've given away. 
processing, grieving, feeling the pain of, I didn't trust myself to be in my power. I didn't trust myself that I could be as connected as, as this person. Um, it's, it's a, it's a reclaiming and a reckoning, but it's, it's not an easy one, but it's 